Hello, welcome to episode 173 of Raw Japan. This is Brandon Chin broadcasting from Itoshima, Fukuoka. And today we're going to talk about rice fields and big ass construction in Itoshima. So I spoke about it on the Itoshima history episode. If you go back into the archives and look for the Itoshima history, I'm not sure what number it is. But uh, I spoke to a colleague today about um, her grandparents. They uh, were born here in Itoshima. And she remembers as a child them speaking about uh, some of the history here in Itoshima. And a part of that was uh, this thing called Kantaku, which is basically where Itoshima people built land around this mountain where there used to be water. And that part of the city happens to be where I live. I live around this mountain. It's called Mount Kaya. And it used to be surrounded by water, but now there's land. And basically, uh, the people that her grandparents' ancestors uh, back in the Edo period, which is like 19th century, 1800s or so. Well, actually, from the 16th, from the 1600s to the 1800s. It lasted like 200, 300 years. And uh, no wars. It was full of peace, partly because Japan isolated itself from the world until the Americans came. Uh, with the black ships and said open the shit up but um, during that time basically the people here in Itoshima spent basically 300 years uh, building land where there used to be water in order to grow rice because if you didn't know, Itoshima was the first place, it's said to have been the first place to grow rice in Japan. And they brought it over from China through the Korean Peninsula. And they, as in Chinese people, <laughs> because uh, Itoshima was also a meeting point for Chinese and Koreans and Japanese people. So Itoshima has a long history of being welcoming and embracing to foreigners and whatever they bring. Where, whether it's pottery from Korea or rice from China, as well as gifts, uh, very luxurious gifts, such as mirrors, uh, which this colleague that I was speaking to, her husband happens, her husband's grandfather's sister, <laughs> uh, I think was one of, one of the team, one of the members of the team, to discover some of the first mirrors here in Itoshima, as in archaeologists uncovering, dusting off the mirrors. And uh, these are huge uh, symbols here in Itoshima because they were gifts from China, basically, to the king and queen of Itokoku Kingdom, which is, which is present-day Itoshima. And these mirrors... Uh, were said to have been connected to the gods. Uh, the sun shined on them and, and gave them fortune, what have you. 
but the size, it was the size of the mirrors that indicated how much the Chinese respected or, or maybe feared the kingdom they were giving them to. Uh, so the size represented the power. And it said that Itokoku Kingdom had one of the biggest mirrors in Japan. And there was a few other places the mirrors were found throughout Kyushu and also a little bit towards the north, uh, the main island. But um, the reason I'm speaking about this is because it's just so crazy to see how uh, a lot of locals actually don't know about this. And they do have pride in their country, but they don't <laughs> in their region or their city, I should say. But, um, you know, sometimes I mention this because I, I have some of the textbooks that they use in that the city created to educate children and students about um, Itoshima history and in there you can find this information but when i mention it people are very surprised and they don't because they never heard of it or whatever and uh i just find it so interesting because it's where i live and you know i drive on the land almost every day that was literally built just imagine just a massive crowd of people carrying rocks and shit and putting it in the water to make land to build rice fields because, like I said, they brought rice over from China and there, was, there wasn't enough space to build fields so they could feed the population, the growing population. So they started to build this land and it took them 300 years. I mean, that's some dedication. Of course, they, had, they weren't, you know, used to instant gratification that we have now with the internet and stuff like that so maybe it wasn't so bad but uh that's uh that's a lot of lifetimes to just carry on a legacy you know so lots of respect for that and i just love to to feel the history around me and it just so happens that one of the i live right next to one of the museums here in itoshima as well i haven't been there yet actually i've been to the furthest one which has the mirrors that um, I spoke of. And, uh, oh, also to mention, the biggest, when I was saying the mirrors, the bigger the mirrors there are, the more powerful it signified the, the region as. Well, the biggest one they found is speculated to have been created actually here in Itoshima. So I think the Chinese brought over the first mirrors and then the, the king and queen of Itokoku kingdom got creative and were like, you know, let's make our own shit. And they had the vision to be able to, to, to be creative enough to make their own thing, but to make it massive. And so kind of showed their power, you know, uh, there's a guy called Jim Camp, which is like this, uh, he used to be a negotiator. He's dead now, but he used to be a negotiator that worked with huge organizations and, you know, million dollar, billion dollar deals. And um, I bought some of his products and he speaks about that power doesn't really exist or leverage doesn't really exist. It just, it just exists in the mind. And so if you, if you uh, 
acknowledge someone to be powerful or leverage it starts with it starts with you so you can so basically we can give and take away power from someone by with our own belief and that's why information and, and media is so is so important because it can shift popular opinion and uh, that's why you see a lot of people with, with a lot of resources buy newspapers like Jeff Bezos or you know Murdoch or all the people that are behind a lot of the the big media giants they they do that for a reason because they know that if they can can make somebody seem powerful then they then they will become powerful because people will start to believe that so just always acknowledge that you give power to people and to yourself you choose so power exists in the mind and the reason that people can make people do things is because they create vision this is what jim camp spoke about vision leads to decision so if you're trying to lead or you know do something you have to create a vision that people want to experience and stay inside and uh, go through with in any case i think i fell in love with the vision of itoshima when i when i first saw uh, a video of a town when i was in tokyo actually i was always you know drawn to moving to fukuoka but i didn't hear of itoshima before uh, or so I thought I didn't. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I saw a video. I was looking at like, okay, how can I move there? What is what's possible? And uh, I found this video of Itoshima. I'm like, wow, that looks like an interesting place. So I found an opportunity to uh, become a manager of a, a place uh, there. Went there, came here, <laughs> did that, transitioned into. Uh, getting a visa as an English teacher, which I'm doing now, and then looking at next year, uh, transitioning into a, a business uh, visa. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just good to see this process move along. But the vision, I mean, I had a vision for myself from when I first came here as a 19-year-old. And when I said, you know, it wasn't the first time that I heard of Itoshima, it's because... 19 i spent two weeks at a language school in fukuoka city and uh when i went back home for new year's when i went back to uh, the u.s this year for new year's i found a paper uh, of my information from the language school back in 2011 and i saw that the host family i stayed with was based in itoshima <laughs> like just 10 minutes 10 15 minutes away from me so it's crazy how i've come full circle you know since 2011 it's what eight years eight years ago and uh you know i think it's it's right so i'm just focused on contributing to the community here and uh you know making my vision for my life here come become a reality Yes, and you're part of that too because you're my readers, my listeners, and I'd love to give you a free book about my experiences here so that you can jump into the vision as well. 
If you'd like a free book, you can go to brandonchin.net forward slash block, B-L-O-C-K. If you're on a phone, you probably want to type in www. And, uh, or if you want some Japanese products in the mail that will bring you to Japan without, ha- without you having to actually come here, you can go to brandonchin.net forward slash raw, R-A-W. Check that out. And uh, as always, share this podcast with your friends and family and loved ones. Somebody that's interested in, uh, what's, what's the title of this podcast going to be? I said Big Construction Rice or whatever, but let's think of something a little bit more visionary. Visionary. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Edo period visions. How about that? That's not bad, right? Yeah, if you're if you are um if you are if you have friends that are interested in Japanese history, then send this to them so they can see what it's like to experience that on a daily basis. And if they want to touch more Japanese history uh in a real way, you know they can get benefit from going to one of those links that I sent you, that I told you before. So grab the link for this podcast, share it with your friends, and go out and prosper. Enjoy your day today. And uh, today is the 6th of March. It is 9, 8 p.m. Take care of yourself, and thanks for listening.